How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. We thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. Wealth. We live in a world that is obsessed with money. As a whole, people love money, people live for money, and people believe that money will solve all or at least most of their problems. That's why we find people and thousands of people keep trying to win the Powerball jackpot or a lottery of some sort. It would not be an overstatement to say that many people actually worship money. They love to make it, they love to have it, and love to spend it on themselves. On the other hand, God expects his followers to understand and reflect on his view of the money. There are numbers, numerous scriptures of wealth in the Old and New Testaments. In the New Testament, the words money, rich, wealth, and riches are used 116 times. In the Old Testament, the same words are used over 300 times. So let's look a little bit at it. The first spiritual truth of scriptures on wealth tells us that God owns everything and man is to manage everything that God has. God created the heavens and the earth. It's all his. Every bit of it. From the top to the bottom, from the core of the earth to the outer realms. It's all his. In Psalms 50 and 10, it says, Every animal of the forest is mine, and the cattle of a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains, and the creatures of the field are mine. The world is mine, and all that is in it. While God is the owner, man's role is a manager of God's property. All that the possessions are on loan from God. The relationship between the owner and the manager is the theme of many of Jesus' parables. Like in Luke 12:42, Who then is the faithful and the wise manager, who the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance in a proper time? It will be good for the servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. So whatever we think we've won, we don't. We're merely managing property that belongs to Jesus and God. Now, God is our source of wealth. Since God owns everything, everything we see comes from God's hand. The tendency is to overthink this. Moses warns the children of Israel before they even enter into the promised land that days of prosperities were coming. In Deuteronomy 8:17, you may say to yourself, My power and the strength are of my hands have produced. Deuteronomy 8:17. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Even Solomon, the wisest person, acknowledges this in Ecclesiastes 5:19. When God gives any man wealth and possessions and enables him to enjoy it, 
to accept his lot and to be happy with his work. This is a gift from God. There's more to making money than hard work. All wealth ultimately comes from God's hand. But you cannot serve both God and wealth. Luke 16:13. No servant can serve two masters. Either he will be hate one and love the other, or he will devote to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Jesus saw people struggling with this choice. God expects us to have money without becoming addicted to it. Many people put themselves to doing things other than what God wants. It's not a sin to be successful. It's a sin to worship that success. No man can have two masters. And of course, we know the money is the root of all problems. The money can rob you of your contentment. The love of money hurts your relationship with God. We see that in 1 Timothy 6 and 7. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith. Nowhere is it vividly illustrated other than in the life of Judas, uh, the apostle, the, the one of the twelve that betrayed Jesus. In the end, Judas loved money more than he loved Jesus. Many people rationalize and justify their behavior to satisfy their love for money. But God blessed the man who honors him with his wealth. God teaches us to invest our, our money into his kingdom. In Proverbs 3 and 9, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops, with your barns be filled and overflowing. Your vats will be brim over with new wine. It's saying you'll be blessed if you give to God first. You know, and that's, that's important that we, we look at God first. In Malachi 3 and 10, it says, Test me in this, saying the Lord Almighty. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse and see if I will not th throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that you will not be have enough room for it. God can give back to us if we give to Him. God wants you to be a funnel, not a bucket. He wants us to give and share our money to honor Him, to bring Him glory. It's not our money in the first place, it's His. He wants it to come in, be used for His glory, and go back out. We know that earthly riches are temporary. Our treasures in heaven are eternal. We've always heard about this investment principle. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Jesus said a version of this in Matthew 6 and 19. Do not store up yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store your, for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and rust and will not destroy and the thieves cannot break in and steal. Anything on earth is an earthly bucket and it will be destroyed. Anything in heaven and it's, and it's a basket cannot be destroyed. When God has your money, He has your heart. One proof of this, that God has your heart, is that He has your money. In Matthew 6 and 21, 
where is your treasure is, there your heart will be also. But don't think about this amount of money as what God's examining. Sometimes, if we follow God and listen to Him, He'll prompt you to give a certain amount of money to someone. And he, when you do that, and with a glad and cheery heart, in God's goodness, He blesses you back. I guarantee you it would be more than what you gave away. It happens all the time. And people like the widow woman that gave, you know, a penny, everything she had at the, the temple, she gave with her heart and everything she had, and God blessed her. Because God knows your heart. Don't let money take away the goodness of God in your life. Don't let the drive for money or the pull for money keep you from spreading God's word. Be blessed, my brothers and sisters. Hope this encourages you to not strive for money, but strive to store up wealth in heaven, to share God's word with others and to lift him up and give him the glory. All right, we'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you give us examples of what to do and how to live, how to not put money before anything else, not strive after it, Lord. We know that you are a provider. We know, Lord, that you give to us and you help us through the hard times and the tough times. You even gave manna to those that are wandering in the wilderness. They didn't need or didn't want anything because you was there with them in the midst. And I know in our lives you're with us, Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless my brothers and sisters. In your blessed name, in your glorious name, thank you, Lord, and amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording, Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you. Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kids at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible, from the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product, and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing, and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code SteveKids for 10% off, and God bless you.